We thought possibly to protect you and protect us. Let's just uh, do that uh, so that you also not seem to be violating your legislation. So as you've seen in the letter, um, we'll introduce ourselves and then we can start the meeting um, for the purpose of the recording. I'm advocating with Cecilia Mkwebani, um, the Health Protector South Africa. Yeah. I am Oh, you're starting that. Yes. Okay, I am Sidney Sonia, the Chief of Staff at the Public Protector Office. Mm. 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 Okay. Thank you so much for, for, for your introductions. Um, we are investigating this matter which we've received from the EFF. I think um, the a letter we sent to you was uh, giving you the background. And as you would know that the Park Protector is a constitutional institution we investigate in terms of the constitution and we investigate any conduct and as well, the Constitution is very clear that any organ of state or any person uh, must assist the public protector in the investigation, especially section one, especially the section the chapter nine institution. So, in this particular instance, we've got this complaint against the Minister Kogan, and uh, it was relating to uh, the. Um, operations of that uh, SARS um, alleged uh, rogue unit and um, we received information that um, the then um, Inspector General, the late uh, um, Ambassador Fatemi, who investigated this and the findings were as um, captured in the report. Uh, and I must indicate that uh, we received the information that the, the report was conducted and uh, the report made several recommendations against the, the involved uh, party. So um, as the power protector again going back to the issue that any organ of state should assist us to investigate. So we didn't want to rely on the report which was just dropped in our reception area. And uh, I was surprised that whoever had that report uh, shouldn't have the report mm -hmm. because it's a very, um, it's a document which is uh, classified. But unfortunately that report is there. And I've seen the report on Newsweek. Mm -hmm. Now the organ of state which is supposed to help me is uh, informing me to get the report from the minister. Though we've also written something at the minister, I think uh, you know that we will receive the DGO word so that we can get this report from our side. We can make sure that we finalize this matter. So that's the purpose. And again, yes, I've seen you know, the provisions of your legislation the Oversight Act, um, which uh, you've mentioned in your response uh, letter, 
um, that uh, the report is with the minister. But then um, I would have expected that possibly you would have just requested the report because that report, yes, you've done it for the minister, but then on our behalf because um, we have a letter which requests that report so that we can proceed with the investigation. So basically we would appreciate uh, your side of the story, um, Doctor, yes. and on how you can help us in this matter. Yeah. Thank you very much, uh, uh, Kate. Um, yes, indeed, and, and maybe let me just preface um, my short presentation on this matter by saying that uh, uh, our attitude as the office is that uh, we are getting increasingly frustrated by the way our legi our final legislation is, uh, is is phrased and, mm. and, and, and written because what it says is that we cannot even assist our sister departments. Mm. Now you cannot have like an organ of state or an institution of state that is being given budget, you know, and all the other resources to do this work. But when it comes to how are you able to assist the others, that uh, the, the same legislation makes it almost impossible because that's exactly where we are sitting. But we respect this office, and that is the reason why we agreed, myself and the legal advisor, and my expert to say that let's come here and actually explain this legal quagmire. This is a legal quagmire. And I know that in our previous engagements, you would have said that uh, uh, you can also have an influence on ensuring that, in fact, there is synergy between these particular uh, legislations. We are sitting with that frustration, uh, uh, advocate. Uh, in fact, just a few examples. Uh, we've been, uh, uh, you know, um, approached by the Zondo Commission, and uh, they actually also wanted to depend on us as an archive that could assist them. Uh, we could not assist them. We've been uh, approached by the former leadership of the SSA, mm -hmm. who could not, in fact, trace the documents that the State Security Agency themselves, Mr. Um, and Dr. Moshek. Mr. Matetuka and Mr. Gibson Jenje, they've approached us, we are unable to assist them, other than just influencing the other organizations to, to actually assist them. We've been uh, approached by Advocate Bauer of the Mukoro Commission also because we have information, a lot of information and investigations conducted on Advocate Jiba as well as Advocate Mukwebi. We are unable to actually uh, you know, assist, assist as well as this consent. Now, we, we, we looked at also the provision of the legislation which said that unless there is a just cause, why we are not able to actually report or give you that, that particular report. But maybe Jay, I should also indicate before I give, I give you a space to just unravel uh, 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 that difficulty. To say that I don't see this really as a, as a brick wall, I think that's a hazard that we can go through as well as we are able to communicate. Because the provision that she's going to explain, uh, the exclusion provision, you can see that it's going to require a lot of time because there's a lot of red tape that is actually involved there. But we want to assist this office, and I think that if we are given sufficient time, we will be able to go back and, for instance, uh, write to the president and to the minister of the district this time to 
actually advise them or consult with them that I will be releasing that particular report to yourselves. So it's not like a complete report. It's one of the time that was given to us, we wouldn't have achieved uh, what we actually wanted to, to do. And I think that again it will defeat the purpose. Why are we going to you know, refuse to give you the report when we are aware that the report is actually in the public domain? Uh, uh, that was not the only issue. Uh, we also realized that uh, uh, even the co your component, we suspect that they could be in possession of that report, but they, they are unable to give it to yourself, you know, officially and all those other things. So this process, your request is more about just legitimizing whatever is mm -hmm. in place. So whether we refuse or we give, the report is there. Uh, that's what we are we are aware of. But can the advocate just? Uh, explain quickly mm -hmm. our disclosures uh, provision and also our difficulty in this particular matter. Thank you, Angie. PP. Look, um, uh, where we are standing now, we have several limitations with regard to how we deal with our mandate and, and, the, and the handling of the subsequent reports. In this particular matter, on the 26th of August 2014, we received a tasking from the, the then Minister of State Security um, in terms of Section 773 of the Oversight Act say that we must investigate, um, not SARS, because we don't have a mandate over SARS. The tasking was us to uh, investigate media allegations against the Special Operations Unit and other branches within the State Security Agency. The precursor to that is around that time in July, there were numerous um, newspaper articles in the City Press and Sunday Times which um, spoke about the, um, the SARS rogue unit and tied it in with activities within the Special Operations Branch of the State Security Agency. So on that basis we were tasked. We commenced with the investigation and during the investigation we found it necessary that we would have to interview persons within SARS to be able to connect the dots because only dealing with Special Ops of SSA would not have actually addressed the terms of reference given to us by the Minister of State Security. But uh, we finalized the report on the 31st of October 2014, but we, made a, we qualified the report and made it very clear at the outset that we do not have a mandate over SARS. However, in order for us to be able to investigate this matter, we had to deal with certain um, happenings or instances or what was going on at SARS as well. But we made that qualification because we didn't want to be accused of the report being ultra-virus because of our mandate not including SARS. The, um, the report, it wasn't a lengthy report, there was a lot of pressure on, the, on us to finalize that matter, which we did. And in terms of Section 77F of the Oversight Act, we then provided the report to the Minister of State Security. And the Act makes it very clear in that regard. So, and based on that, the report is now in the custodianship of the Minister, because it came as a tasking from the Minister. Um, subsequent to that, we received numerous requests from NGOs, the media, etc., etc., for the release of this report, and we preferred all of them to the Minister of State Security. Now, as the IG indicates, so the first limitation is that the report then goes to the Minister of State Security. In terms of Section 78A of the legislation of the Oversight Act, it makes it very clear that the IG can demand information from any of the intelligence services which is basically defense intelligence, uh, crime intelligence of the police and the state security agency. And should they refuse to provide the IG with that information, it's made a punishable offense in terms of section 7 caps A of the Oversight Act. So they have no choice but to provide us with that information. Then 78B, and this is what the Inspector General was talking about, 
provides us with powers of disclosure. But they have stringent conditions attached to 7.8b. It says that in order for the IG to disclose um, information, now, and it refers to information we access through 7.8a, which we did in this regard. In most of our work, we access information through 7.8a. Uh, in order for uh, the IG to disclose that report, he has to then satisfy the requirements of 7.8b, which is after consultation with the Minister and the President. It must be, he um, can uh, um, attach restrictions to the report and also it must be in the interest of national security. So there is that leeway, but we must draw a distinction between disclosure and declassification. We cannot, uh, we, we can disclose a report, it's, it's actually quite discretionary with the Inspector General applying those conditions of 7.8b, but it does not mean that we can declassify the information because the report is based on information we access from the State Security Agency. So in order for that information to go in its raw form to the public or to any other uh, body, the, the, state, the DG of the State Security Agency would then have to declassify it. So we can disclose and redact and, um, and then also provide the PP with the report, but to be honest with you, it might not make much sense because when it comes to reduction as well, and secondly, very importantly, it is highly discretionary for the IG to then make a determination whether it's in the national interest or not. And added to that, which is the further limitation, Section 10.4 of the Services Act prevents us from disclosing sources and methods. Now, that the bulk of the report deals with sources and methods, which includes names of agents, methods of collection, and methods of the operation of the state security agency. So that's an added limitation we have with regard to that report. Hence, when it comes to redaction, we have to safeguard and comply with the law in respect of all of this. Now, very importantly, should the IG not comply with Section 7.8 of the legislation, then that is also made a punishable offence. So he can be prosecuted as well if if there's no compliance to Section 7.8. And 7.8 is broad, it goes to 7.8a, b, c, and d. C and d deals with information that the Inspector General accesses from persons outside the control of the services. That, in a nutshell, our limitations and the problems we have with regard to disclosure only. Declassification does not reside with the Inspector General. It has to go from the, uh, by the DG of State Security. Okay. Or the author, or the, the author, author of the document, or the head of an institution where the document may actually be originating. So it may not only be the DG. If, uh, uh, in fact, it was authored, for instance, by somebody else, they may decide in terms of the missing document to actually uh, uh, do that. Uh, the last salient point, but she she mentioned it, is that uh, now we are sitting right in between. If we don't comply with yourself, we are committing an offence. If we don't comply with that particular with those provisions is an offence also uh, on, on our side. Uh, if I could just add, sorry, Pippi. The, um, well, what is crucial though, a lot of the information we access from SARS is not classified. And if you have our report, you'll see there are attachments to the report. They're not classified. But it forms part of the report, and, and this is very clear. If, you report, if a, a document is classified, then you attach that classification depending on the classification of an annexure. So that is where we stand right now. Okay. I think one thing which you need to know is that 
um, your Zondo Commission, your whoever, whoever, they are not constitutional things. <laughs> so I think we need to just work in that particular space and be in the same understanding that this is a constitutional institution. And again, you know, this constitution is supreme, more than the legislation, or any legislation. Therefore, there is a justification why the health protector should be accessing that particular information. So, um, I think, uh, again, with the element of the ins uh, institution also assisting the health protector in the investigation, hence I said earlier, that we would have expected you to request a report from the minister on our behalf. The very same process which you are indicating that you need to um, request uh, 67.8b, I think, the commission is, because instead of just responding to us and saying we have the report, but we can raise that report, and these are the sections. Instead of saying public protector, we will be doing this and and then give us the following time frame for us to do that. I think that's a critical issue, which I would appreciate that possibly going forward we can um, work uh, or assist one another as far as that is concerned. So now the issue of the report. Would you disclose the findings of the report and the, the recommendations to that particular space? Because it was your investigation. Um, well, the findings and recommendations are based on the body of the report. And on its own, it might not make sense. However, the whole report... Because the Oversight that Act only refers to how you deal with the reports. Yeah? Yeah. It doesn't say... Um, whether you can disclose the content of the report the to the public protector. No, it doesn't mention any particular body in the oversight act, mm -hmm. but it does deal with how the report is to be disclosed. And 77F says that reports, and it specifically highlights 77C, all the functions, and the, with regards to the monitoring and review functions, it deals with the findings and recommendations. Mm -hmm. So you cannot also disclose the the, the 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 findings of the report and the recommendations. You mean separately apart from the whole report? Because now you are assisting the public protector in this investigation. Yeah. I'm just saying, can like for us to be moving forward on this particular matter. I know we've got another process with the state security agents, but I'm just saying now your assistance to the perpetrator? Well, the, uh, whether it's the whole report or whether it's findings and recommendations, we will then have to embark on the process of 7 b And again, then uh, subject and then uh, comply with the conditions therein, 7 b before we can then disclose the report. However, PP, as I've indicated, the report might be disclosed, but it's not going to be declassified. No, but uh, that is fine. Um, it's not your responsibility, as you explained. Mm -hmm. And then who is supposed to implement those recommendations? 
So wherever the task may have originated, if it was the police, it was going to be that the trailer. But in this instance, it would be Minister Tazidupa who was supposed to implement those recommendations. And then the status of the implementation, do you know? Neil, uh, to be honest, and that's so not the yeah. If I could just ask the PPI, actually. The, um, over and above it being the minister, to, he's the referral authority, she is the referral authority, so the recommendations are made to the minister, who should implement it with the DG. But in terms of section 76 of the Oversight Act, we have to report on our functions to the Joint Standing Committee in our intelligence, which is the second layer we should have a role to play in ensuring the recommendations are implemented. And I recall that uh, we recall that um, after the report was finalized uh, in October 2014, in 2015, we presented that report to the Joint Standing Committee on Intelligence. And that is the last interaction we had with that report. That was in May 2015. And to date, we've heard nothing about the recommendations. What we can say, a lot of the recommendations that are currently in the report have not been implemented. Mm. And what are you doing about the fact that the same unit is still operational? Well, we are currently, the Special Operations Unit, we are currently busy with another investigation, but this report largely dealt with the Economic Intelligence Unit as well, within the State Security Agency. Relating to the same job Alleged work in PP, but um, it was. Well, the report is saying there is the wife of the information. He ends up saying to you that um, it's so strange that in this country, the way we are operating, the report is now in, in the public space, but uh, <coughs> the institutions which are like yourselves, which are supposed to be helping us, you're still bringing all these uh, issues of uh, being constrained by the provisions of the law. Hence, I'm saying, um, advocates, that uh, the Oversight Act doesn't supersede the Constitution. Therefore, we will request that particular um, engagement with the advocate. Because if that is not happening, I don't think it's necessary for one to utilize those uh, uh, hard powers because then if you refuse to cooperate with the power protector, even himself, I can lodge a criminal offense against the doctor. And I don't think we would want to go to that level. So how do we cross this hurdle? If I could actually, I think the, the option would be, because we also have to safeguard the IG being prosecuted in terms of 57 and its own legislation, should he not comply with the provisions of 78B. So I think we could then invoke the process of looking at, uh, invoking the provisions of 78B, look at um, disclosure in terms of that section, mm. through consultations with the President and the Minister and the subsequent sections. <coughs> Oh, Professor, can I also just mention, by the way, of passing to uh, see that uh, we uh, the 
the Inspector General of Intelligence or the office in itself is also a constitutional body. Mm. Um, but then you have two now acts of parliament, the Public Protectors Act, as well as the uh, Oversight Act, which establishes these two uh, two bodies. So uh, I don't know if people want to like maybe elucidate further on the levels or the superiority of one legislation uh, against 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 the other. But we, we appreciate that we are saying that uh, hey, it's so desirable that we should be uh, you know really looking at the root of you know um, uh, invoking uh, the failure to comply with the subpoena and all those other things. And like we are saying, we we will be uh, looking at the possibility of following that particular uh, you know disclosures uh, uh, provision. Uh, but what we need to remark also is that uh, in any event there will be another process that we are going to embark on then, which will be an assessment of the report itself mm -hmm. and to establish whether uh, in fact the disclosure thereof will not compromise uh, national security. So, well, that is actually dependent on, I think, uh, my discretion, but obviously I will be looking at that particular thing. So just so that we uh, we satisfy that. Uh, the other thing is that the, the, uh, uh, we, we can also subject that particular thing to restrictions, which I don't foresee, actually. We've spoken about this, which I don't actually foresee, because like we said, the report is out there uh, already. Can, may, maybe can I just find out uh, if the ministry is mm. prepared to assist, because they have more leeway uh, to be honest, they can only, I think, argue on the basis of section 10, mm -hmm. of 10 for the, the Services Act to say that uh, uh, it exposes the methods mm -hmm. and the techniques of intelligence and all those other things. But what I did yesterday again, and I think it's a sign of goodwill, is that uh, I sent the two reports again mm -hmm. to the DDG's office as well as to the minister again under the cover, just assisting them because uh, in fact uh, they approached me saying that they are not able to trace that and I know that some of the ministers may not really hand over and all those other things that maybe their history may not be that strong. So that's exactly what I did yesterday hoping that if uh, we are sitting under these restrictions maybe the minister may have more leeway in terms of, of assisting because then again it will defeat the purpose if we go through that particular process in the meantime delaying your investigation while somebody is actually able to, to do that. And I think we can... Oh, okay. Okay. Thank you, Professor. I was just looking at Section 78. As you've mentioned, it is discretionary and it specifically says it can be disclosed in consultation, not necessarily subject to the approval. After consultation. So, after consultation. So, I just wanted to check from the date on which the public received this letter, was this process started or you're only going to start it now? We are only going to start it now. But if I could assist, uh, the added benefit of obtaining the reports from the, um, the State Security Agency is that. They have limitations, 10 for the Services Act, but also they have the power to declassify. So then it can go out into the public domain. Although the PP has powers to treat certain reports as confidential, etc., etc. So that would be the added advantage of going the SSA route as opposed to the IG. Because after consultation, mainly you don't need the approval. Okay. 
I think where I was coming from is if there was that intention to assist the public protector as stated by the constitution, at least there would have been that attempt and then you can place that restriction to say public protector, we are, we are giving you the, this information but it is subject to you not disclosing it further or you can place any other restriction. But to start the process now, it, it doesn't really take the matter. Well, that's, um, mm. I think what she's coming from is the, the question which I've said, that instead of just responding mm. to her doctor and just putting all this um, legislation, at least for, well, um, I appreciate it that now you've sent the report, but you should have then indicated to me that, um, yes, it says after consultation, and then you've initiated the process of consulting with them, uh, whilst in the meantime also uh, advising that these are your limitations. Um, so I think uh, that's the spirit I would want us to, to work on going forward, instead of just placing the, 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 the limitations. And I think I was not referring to the Power Protector Act only about the issue of the the criminal yes is provided there, but then that's a constitutional provision directly that any um, person or any organization must assist the public protect. So I think this, what she's asking is that um, at least the goodwill going forward, if you can start the process, and I think for now I would still say you need to start the process so that we can also um, remove any obstacles on your side going forward because we might request further information from you and you'll find that um, uh, you will have such hurdles. So I, in other words, is can we test the water? You continue with this process, the classification issue is fine and again the power protector can issue any report and there are reports I can't issue because of such issues. So that one is the issue which I will deal with when the time comes and what to uh, avail out there. Because even if this report is there in those weekend is available uh, publicly, but the fact of the matter is the issue of the classification mm -hmm. and um, whether I include it in the report or not include it in the report, I think that's a, a, a discretion I have to, to apply. Maybe on this one, let's agree that you can proceed with that pro process of consulting with them, okay. which it will help you also going forward when we have such requests. Um, in other words, to test the waters, how, how, how are they responsive to, to you on such um, issues? And then, um, but then if uh, there's no cooperation, we will have to use our hard powers both on them and you, unfortunately, because we will have to. And uh, this, this was lodged in terms of the uh, executive members ethics this and it gives me only 30 days. Unfortunately, we've way past that time frame. Mm. if I could assist, we did consult. Yeah. The day we received the subpoena, we consulted with the ministry. Mm and we tried to come up with a common way of dealing with this matter. Mm -hmm. And then we had a subsequent meeting about two days later, and then we heard nothing, and yesterday we provided them with the reports. I can understand from the DG's perspective, because at that time the DG had not received the report from the Ministry. So we made it easier for them to provide both. 
so that the bodies would be reported. Mm. But we have not spoken to the instance last week. No, I think let's agree that you will initiate that process. At least you have that formal approval. In fact, after consultation, because it doesn't say they must approve. Exactly, but after you consultation. consulted with them. Mm. And after you've also applied your mind to those restrictions and the issue of uh, the national interest, I wonder whether that one still applies when the report is out there, that mm. it's to your discretion mm. to apply all those principles. So maybe we can give each other the time frame and then we can um, constantly communicate. I think uh, the other key issue which I wanted, to, I think we wrote a letter after that letter, the first letter, yes. where I said to you, can we discuss, <laughs> especially on the fact that that road unit is still operational, whether um, are you doing anything. So you, you are saying uh, you've received another complaint. But yeah. which is investigated from the economic... Uh, no, it's the, the, the one we're dealing with now deals primarily with the special operations unit. Mm. You must have been reading the papers involving mm. Chennai So that is what we've been investigating since July last year, mm. based on complaints we received. No, but I'm saying about the operations of the this road unit. No, not this. We can lodge the complaint, because uh, the, the road unit is alleged to be still operating and um, there's information which is there which proves that they are still operating. The issue that those equipment mm -hmm. which are pro where are they were they removed? Were they um, because apparently they are still being utilized, those cameras were they um, removed so who, who, who should be lodging the complaint if the minister is not? I think the member of the public can. The member of the public, in fact, we or don't have the public protector. Yeah. Anybody can, but um, it's, it's members of the public or members of the services. That's issue 77 CCAS A. Mm. However, we don't have a mandate over SARS. No, but it's still operating under the gaze of the very same. Intelligence, which is here, is still it's still under the same. You don't have a mandate, but that is still operating. Meaning mm. your report is not implemented. It's quiet. So what's the use of you uh, being there? If 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 there is a link between mm -hmm. them, if they are still receiving any kind of assistance from either the SSA crime intelligence or any of the other. Uh, three uh, services, then we will be following the activity and not really the organization. Mm. That, that, um, that's what I'm saying. Uh, that activity is still. Yeah, yeah. But, but for now, we do not have a complaint on our table which says that it is still operational and that is supported by this and that. Mm. In which case, if we do not have that kind of an allegation like, 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 like it is now, we are unable to investigate SARS because they completely fall outside our, no, our no, mandate. So the link, if, 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 if the public protector really has uh, any other information which suggests that they are still like receiving any kind of support from uh, the uh, special operations, then we will be able to follow the activity, okay. which will be the intelligence activity and not encountering the intelligence activity. That's why I'm saying that, 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 yes. that uh, intelligence activity is still happening. Yes. So what we will do is um, we will have to get the, the 
the, all the information, mm -hmm. we'll have to write a letter uh, madam, yes, officially to the doctor yes, to investigate. Because, um, again, who are supposed to say those equipment? And if that report, I think it does provide. So nothing has been done. And people are still continuing to see. There were very stringent recommendations made. Mm, on that, but nothing, it, it still means no one bothered to make sure that that is done. Yeah. But maybe the minister or whoever, or that uh, the joint standing committee was supposed to act. Okay, and then the other one is um, we will also lodge a complaint. I don't know who's investigating, is it Houting or yourselves? That complaint from the lady who was complaining about the uh, one member of Nihau, executive or board member. Just check with the MSNC whether it was sent to Houting. Because there are allegations that the very same non-executive director is using uh, some members to uh, harass her. I mean, using SSA equip everything, information. I mean, illegally taking her phone and mm -hmm. accessing her bank accounts and all those. Mm -hmm. So I think if we can, we will refer that uh, also officially for you to investigate for us, because that's a violation of uh, by the by the SSA members who are you helping private members to to have. I don't know whether that guy is also a member, maybe deployed at Nihau, because if he's managing to do all those things. We will have to write a letter and it's official to Okay. Advocate, we do have a, a number of cases that we are doing on the special operations people. What we realized is that uh, those people were employed mm -hmm. and they were reporting directly to the then president mm -hmm. through Mr. Tulen Glomo, who's been to court. Mm. from a mission in, in Japan. Oh, it's very, very difficult to contain those people and they've put the SSA on a corner mm -hmm. because some of them actually resigned. What he did is that he will approach your office, get one of your people here and tell them to resign and all those other things and those people were never engaged permanently by the sensitive mm -hmm. agency. So he just left them there. The current management does not have control over them. You still have teams that are mushrooming and doing a completely a complete mm -hmm. political yeah. uh, collection which actually uh, you know is uh, mm -hmm. against the law so we still get those people that you talk to them and they will tell you exactly my project was advocating mukwebana i had to mm -hmm. you know do this and so forth mm -hmm. they've been paid uh, uh, others they settled with others until it, the latest group was in November last year, November last year. So you still have those people who are not actually reporting to the state security agency current management. Mm -hmm. So you find that even those ones. Yes, we are counting. Last time we counted, just in excess of sixty. We've got sixty complainants that we are dealing with sixty, and we've and it's green for sixty. Sixty, yes. but we've got to tell you there were actually actually one hundred eighty-six. So we've got 60 complaints, we managed to finalize about 30 of those complaints, but what now election season is coming up, and yeah, we've, the latest information we've established is that there's another group that is still operating in Khaoche. Mm. And they're operating with funds we don't know where they're getting from mm. because SSA is dealing with the matter. So whilst we're dealing with the complaints,
complaints, the IG also has the power to self-task. So we've taken it upon ourselves mm -hmm. to conduct our own investigation into the special ops. But believe me, it's, these people don't want to talk to they want They come to us and complain they're not being paid. They've got no contracts. Mm -hmm. They're they going on promises of permanent employment. They don't want to tell us about their operational activities because they don't trust us. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's one of those. And these guys are deep undercover. Each of them has like three or four names. They're trying to even establish what the right names are. Mm -hmm. It's very difficult. They see us as well. And they're spread across organizations. Mm. You go to Brasa, you still get mm. there. They're witching I there. You go to Transnet, mm. you go to SAPS, they're still witching there. Mm. And reporting to this person that we cannot really get our, our fingers mm. on. And there's a whole lot of employment of sleeper agents. Mm. So there's a lot of people within SAPS as well. I mean, an example is that the lady that stationed, that employed a SAPS station arts and union building. Mm. Mm. And that alone, she's receiving two salaries. That's mm. alone is an offense. Mm. Mm. So we do not overrule or outrule any possibility yeah. <laughs> of people harassing others mm. or using them because mm. we just don't mm. know uh, who's, who's doing mm. that. If you go there, uh, last time you remember we had an audit, we wanted to do an audit of uh, equipment yes. that mm. the SSE has. Mm -hmm. You will cry. You will cry when they tell when somebody tells you that in fact we have two different registers, asset registers, and we do not the other one at logistics does not have a control over this other one. They're even fighting among themselves. Like finance is not this is mine. Somebody says no this asset register is mine and all these other things. We are talking cars, like we talk about people. Uh, management that will tell you that uh, we purchase even houses they do not know the house that belong to them. Uh, other people have passed, I think those houses, they form part of their estates, they are gone and so forth. It's overwhelming, uh, the things, yeah. Let's hope that, uh, because I know that the panel report is going to be released to public at a particular point, yeah, with some reductions and then an obvious reduction. And we did yeah. present on the special very lengthy presentation. So we don't take those complaints light when somebody comes and says that I'm being intercepted, even ourselves we are being intercepted, we know for a fact. But if I could add, uh, Pipi, your, um, your idea about, um, I mean your inclination that the overrogueness operating makes perfect sense. Because there's one person that we investigated which is in the report. We are also investigating her in the special ops, mm -hmm. the project control yeah. mm -hmm. So then it's now it's making per and she was running a unit mm -hmm. of 21 people. Mm -hmm. So it was like, a I, we believe it's a continuation of what went on at SARS, mm -hmm. but we have no evidence mm -hmm. to prove that. Mm -hmm. It's worse because mm -hmm. with the elections also coming. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. And besides elections, I mean SARS is still operating because they must appoint a new SARS commissioner mm -hmm. even though yeah. So now whoever is a potential, then they target, mm. then they remove you. They handle quite a number of people. Yeah. They handle judges. Yeah. 
other place specifically <laughs> uh, providing security mm-hmm. they will be planted like you have a problem maybe somebody will come to my official residence yeah. do something mm-hmm. and I will go to them you know then they'll put two guys there mm-hmm. that I think that they show my security but they are there to each collect mm-hmm. they're telling us you know, we're collecting we want to see who we see meeting with mm-hmm. what are they discussing mm-hmm. and all those other things or they will provide security to the former acting hawk's head yeah. uh, general matakata yeah. you, you give you give them two guys yeah. and the guys collect mm-hmm. they tell us that no, no i was not there to protect them and also members of, it was news on sunday yeah. that there were members of the public in the anc youth league that was being protected by people that Chalani had employed. I'm talking mm-hmm. open source now. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the Sunday so Times. Yeah. But I mean, that is like, the IGN, I looked at that report and I'm thinking, seriously, but now, the Times, where did they get the information? It was actually, it, um, it came up from another article last week where five uh, ambassadors were recalled. Mm-hmm. Five SSA uh, persons were employed, uh, deployed as ambassadors. Mm-hmm. They were recalled. Mm-hmm. And then it talked about Chalani Lomo, who was mm-hmm. then very close mm-hmm. to the former president. Mm-hmm. But then on Sunday it basically says that um, the, the, the minister had written to the president saying that uh, Tlani Zoma must be recalled to account mm-hmm. because he apparently employed 40 people mm-hmm. who were then protecting Colin Maini and the deputy president of the youth league and private individuals but they didn't name but we know who the private individuals are. Mm-hmm. It, it's like it's just developing arms and legs, it's mushrooming it's getting worse. And now the challenge is that you, they, those are not members. Yes. They, yeah. But uh, PP, they are so creative in what they call them. They call themselves as co-workers, mm-hmm. sources, agents. Mm-hmm. They come up with sleepers, a whole variety of terms they used to describe themselves. And the worst thing, every single one of them was promised permanent employment by Mr. Lomo. Now they they you know hoping that will then get them a permanent job with the threat that they will go to the media mm-hmm. if they don't if they're not permanently employed mm-hmm. and we are sitting now with that problem mm-hmm. but SSA <coughs> is allowed to have yes the coverage yes. so now what he did he didn't put them because remember they should be on the system as coverage the, the, no it, it, there's a special way it's regulated by yes, the operations directors yes, yes. and they must be in the source index mm-hmm. and they must be paid and they have cover companies mm-hmm. and that is perfectly legitimate mm-hmm. but these but guys uh, mm. they were just picked up from all over the place and they had a they weren't even they, they weren't even on the source register they had like a duplicate internal source register mm-hmm. for these people with all just numbers for us to try and find out who these people are and you'd ask them how many names do you have I'm not. Sure, I've got a couple. I'm not too sure which one SSA used, and they all have were given passports and. It was also a tool of looting, so yeah. it was not only a creation of a parallel intelligence structure. What they would do is that mm-hmm. uh, you'll have Dean to a who is actually your agent and you're my handler. Mm-hmm. Then you will go and claim twenty thousand rand, for yeah. instance, and you pay me only ten thousand. Where do I go to complain? Where do you get the documentation to try to say that no, 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 you were given twenty or so? Mm-hmm. So I only, uh, the handler goes into the institution, claims thirty thousand rand uh, per month salary, and they only pay these people at uh, twenty. Yeah. And imagine if it's about hundred people that they, you are talking they about. They thousand for Jiva and exactly. for <laughs> bag. Yes. Oh, where that is she receive it? Yeah. That's another story. Uh, in a bag. Uh, uh, <laughs> 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 
Yeah, uh, that case was cracked in, in Zimbabwe, yeah. where there was actually uh, in that instance it was actually very painful because the person was given I think a fraction yes. of yeah. what they kept on claiming mm-hmm. for. And it's sad. And we also have an example. Out of the 185, mm-hmm. we've only established about 32 actually had contracts, yeah. and some of the contracts were open-ended. So it was basically called in, put on the system, no contracts. Now they want to go to court based on what? Mm-hmm. And there were also instances, mm. couple instances where the people were suspended, mm. but the handler was still collecting salaries yeah. and pocketing twenty-five thousand mm. a month. So, so if they were paid, they were using that money. They stole them. Yes, and it's a lot of people at FSA. Remember that money? Possibly that's what they are using. But there are places. Uh, Mm-hmm. Overseas, where yes. <laughs> yeah. you get a building stashed with cash. It's called a, it's called a compound. Yeah, it's compound. <laughs> it's it's still existing. Uh, you get people who say, "I just visited yeah, things from the movie." You know, the, the SSA also has a provision where you can you, you take monies because you've got to pay your sources. No, definitely cash. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so basically, and they go in diplomatic bags, which yeah. remains undetected. Mm-hmm. So you can be taking out millions. And we're not talking rands here. Mm-hmm. We're talking mm-hmm. pounds and dollars mm-hmm. and euros. No, but that is, yes, they are supposed to do that, the proper one. Exactly, it does compliance. And now we're looking at compliance with the law and constitution and we're thinking, I don't even think these guys even know about the existence of the operation directors because there was total non-compliance. But we, but but I think somewhere you can get a record because the person who has masterminding this, if you had so many people, you should be having records somewhere to know Mukhaladis, they matabuhele, and this how much. But you must see uh, the records. They should be having. It's only that maybe after Chilani, after Chilani left when he was deployed, and the former IG DG came in. A lot of records are destroyed as well. Shredded. Shredded. One Friday afternoon, we get an SMS. I get an SMS quickly from an anonymous person mm-hmm. saying that in fact they left one of the gates uh, open. They called the east gate mm-hmm. uh, at the farm. And that documents were being taken, were being taken out. Mm-hmm. We go there quickly and try to do whatever, and then you get a lot of political mingling. Mm-hmm. You get a call from Parliament yeah. uh, being accused of raiding a place. And I said, but I'm responding to an anonymous yeah. uh, message, which is that papers are being shredded, others are being taken out of a gate. Yeah. They go to the security guard at that gate and say, you can knock off, yeah. uh, go home. And we comply with the law because our, yeah. our law makes it very clear you give notification mm. in writing mm. for entry to the premier. We gave them yeah. 24 hours. 24 hours. It's a stupid provision as far as we can see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take away the element of surprise. And we gave them, even after giving them 24 hours notice, mm. you must see the barriers. We had to go like two days afterwards to be able to execute yeah. that. It's not even a search. We're mm. entitled to do it. Mm. But it was. And then I was like. You, you know, attacked at a point, I just went through, you know, I told myself that no, I have to. But my team went anyway, mm-hmm. uh, did that work, but you can imagine the kind so of they information. Yeah. Uh, on two levels, after Chalani left, a lot of his people have just been sitting at home, okay, so there were uh, records destroyed there. Then when Fraser left, mm-hmm. there was further records destroyed. In fact, the office manager then gets also caught. I remember, yeah. 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 Also the matter is still being investigated. Yes, yeah. apparently there are, like, at the stage where they're about to um, 
again be this dream. Yes, but that's been taken and it's for birth all the year. So we are just scratching, scratching on the surface. Yeah, uh, no. If they put you there, you also get overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you talk to the current management, uh, they're just overwhelmed with that. They know that they will never ever get to the bottom of this. You only like catch those who are with bad luck. Yeah. But the rest of the guys know. And hence, PP, it's my job to check the IG. So even if we go seven, eight rooms, we have to be very careful on how we implement, especially with regard to Section 10 for sourcing the methods. Because trust me, if we do not do it in compliance with this, not yourself, people out there will be charging the Inspector General. Because we are not a very popular office. So you want to go to the Hawks, like for instance, no? Because every time we investigate, make recommendations, investigate, it comes again back to the table. This issue about the rock unit, I mean, it's a 2012 or so, so investigation, we shouldn't be dealing with this issue now, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. There were consequences yeah. uh, attached to, to, to these issues. There were findings made and so forth. If there was a, because it's a criminal <coughs> offense, there was a intelligence act to actually establish, yeah. so the president can establish. It's a contravention of yeah, the yeah. constitution as well. It's only the president and nobody else. And he also has to follow some of the steps. It's not like he just wakes up and say that uh, that unit there is going to become an intelligence unit now or have mm-hmm. the capacity to capabilities to, to actually collect. But it's happening. Uh, you have a minister who's sitting uh, uh, Makubai uh, complaining. Mm. Then that there were cameras, yeah, in the office, people yeah. were actually aware of what was happening, and was mm. that equipment should be. But you go there, they take that, or now we don't know where our equipment is. We don't know. But, but uh, during the elections, they bought uh, uh, something yeah. very expensive, it was like multi million, I think it's about 23 million yeah, dollars. So mm-hmm. they call it a warmonger. Now, a warmonger. So is there yeah. one, uh, I think it was. Trying to investigate. That's something else. That's something else. A woman is like a person. You you need to, you stand up when you operate it. Mm-hmm. It's like like a computer, you know, and all those other things. You just you need to be about they said about six or seven kilometers away okay. from your target place. Mm-hmm. So if they wanted to crack okay. like the computers or listen to us and so forth, just six. Mm-hmm. You could be at Brooklyn Police Station mm-hmm. or at, even at the mall they will still get uh, get here. Now, this particular equipment disappears from the state security agency with all the security there. <laughs> and our argument is that you cannot have that. That, you, 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 <laughs> that person was was using a bike. And it's not a small thing. It's, it's not a small thing. It's a huge thing. That's why I'm emphasizing that it's like a person so standing up. Mm. It disappears and so forth and no one is worried about it. After Nasrak, it reappears. Yeah. And this is nothing to do because you can you see the challenge Ipad is having to get information declassified from SAPS. Mm-hmm. They go to court for it. Mm-hmm. So we are sitting with a similar problem. And I, we always tell the idea we will never know what we don't know. Mm-hmm. Because if you're sitting with two registers or three registers, asset registers, etc., etc., we can go and ask for an asset register and it's like all legitimate. We don't know what else is there. Mm-hmm. You go there, you get a, a, a trailer. Uh-huh. Uh, Mr. Mungas telling me that they got a trailer there uh-huh. with an equipment, even like with the cameras and so forth, no serial numbers, no nothing. Uh-huh. No one knows where it was purchased. Yeah. All what they know is that this is the yard, so it means that it, it belongs. belongs 
to their state security agents. The problem is the COVID funds mm. because they, mm. they don't really account for it and they've also mm. prevented the AG from having mm. access mm. to it by dragging us into it. Okay, all right. now all the best in that, but, uh, <laughs> I think irrespective of all that, uh, we need to work together and support each other, Thank you. wherever we can, um, in our small ways, we will defeat this uh, monster, so let's also not allow um, things which we think they will threaten us or they will stifle our work to allow them to be our key focus. Yeah. How do we make sure that irrespective of that, but we moving forward and dealing with those? Because I mean, if we still have this monster, because it's another monster that will be, you cannot have this. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yes, uh, SSA has its own mess and challenges, but now let's make sure that we don't spread the mess which is there out there. Because it means if all departments can also <laughs> continue doing that. Oh. And unfortunately, is that the main thing is that we need to be protected from foreign intelligence. Yeah. So it means they are doing, they are having a field day in this mm. country. Absolutely. And yeah. All right. We'll keep you the time. Thank yeah. You. Uh, oh, you will talk about When can we get it uh, from your side? Maybe let's hear from you. Because you, 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 you you've already started um, engaging them. Yeah, we did engage with the public ministry. So what we're going to do, I'm going to follow it up. Yeah, you can just say we met, uh, we request from you, and uh, your 7A, we request you to do this. Yeah, can you? Yeah, because after consultation, we don't need the approval of mm -hmm. the. But it says and, you see, so we have to go both roles, the minister and, and president. president. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. But we are testing the provision right now. That's why I'm saying that. Which is brilliant. We are testing mm -hmm. the provision. On, we currently in busy of, uh, writing letters mm -hmm. for the Mahura Commission. Mm -hmm. Because our, that provision has only been utilized once, and that was in 2006. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. When? Uh, 10 days. 10 you see, the IG is going to be in here some weeks. Yeah, it will be the 14th. Mm. It doesn't stop. Valentine's Day. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Even if the IG is in Cape Town, the IG has an. I'll be here, I'll be here. I do have. Yeah. Yes, I do have. In Parliament. Yeah, yeah in Parliament. So on the 18th floor, yeah. where the, the minister is sitting. Yeah. No, no, we'll attend to. Uh, I'll start working on it today with the mm. ministry. Yeah. And also, I would, would like to gauge their attitude regarding your. That's why I'm saying, yeah. yeah. Because we were trying to, Daj and I were discussing yesterday, we, they're very quiet, we don't know mm. how they're approaching the subpoena. Is it from? It's from the same time as, as, as the... Are they here? Can you check yourself? Yeah, because the subpoena is at 10 o'clock as well. Oh, okay. Mm. Thank you very much, TT uh, and colleagues. Okay, thanks. Uh, 14th of February. Thank you. Thank you.